damage to opinions. Uh, you know, it's always good to have you guys back, you know, listening to us. Uh, this is Amateur Opinions with Deuce and Easy. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about uncommon sense, uh, you know, uh, amateur opinions and basically prove that we're all stupid geniuses at the, at the end of the day. Because what can we do, right? We just talk about what we know and learn new things. So welcome to the show. I've got a jangle back. Um, you know, Hi, welcome. everyone. Thank you. How's it going? How's it been? You've been you've been away for a couple of episodes. I have. Yeah. I have. I've been in Berlin, which is cool. Berlin. How was yeah. that? What are you doing in Berlin? I met Titi Dangarembo, which is still probably one of the most insane I like how you moments. said that name. I, I had to say it with that Wakanda yeah. <laughs> feel to it. <laughs> I couldn't you. have it flow into that Western <laughs> English accent, middle class school <laughs> so, accent that I have going on. <laughs> so what, what does Titi Dangarembo do? What's her deal? She is a writer, an absolutely incredible writer from Zimbabwe. So yeah. your people. Yes, um, my people. Yeah, yeah. But she's... So one of the things that was probably most, um, what's the word, not inspiring, but that stuck with me the most is I had like very brief encounters with her, but it's literally similar to what people say about Nelson Mandela, where you're talking to this person and they make you feel like you're the only person in the room. Mm. And that's how she makes you feel. She makes you feel like you're sharing nuggets of wisdom. And on the inside, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm probably just saying lame stuff because you're incredibly smart. And yeah. <laughs> compared to you, I am average. Yeah. But I, she's incredible. I'm I, a groupie. I actually, I actually, we actually did her book in uh, in high school. That's one cool. of her books. Yeah, nervous conditions. Nervous conditions. There yes, that's that's the classic right there. Do you remember pieces of it? Absolutely not. I, ah, I, I wasn't a fan of literature. I wasn't a fan of literature. So disappointing. I literally just studied it and then boom, done. Yeah, you know. But uh, but also she went to university with my parents. You told Funny me enough. this. Yeah, they were that's in the same class. Really well, with cool. my dad. Yeah, she's in the same class with my dad. My mom was class behind yeah um yeah That's yeah they, they, cool. they say they say she was weird like she, yeah. like she was like a hipster kind of yeah. like person so she was odd yeah to everyone but yeah i mean i There's don't know, quote I, I don't know I, what that means <laughs> <laughs> this quote explains it right so yeah. i read this quote recently and it basically goes something like this deep thinkers are more concerned about being understood than being misunderstood so Perhaps that sums up Titi Dangaremba. Maybe you can see I'm fangirling her and defending <laughs> her. <laughs> yeah, she's she's yeah she's she's a legend in the yeah. in the country. She's yeah. an absolute legend. Okay, so you're in Berlin. Um, how long were you there for? I was there for a week and a half. Absolutely incredible. So four days were a writing conference that I went to. Mm. Well, not conference festival. And then the rest of the week was literally being a tourist and doing cool things and going to museums and seeing the Berlin Wall and yeah. that sort of thing. And yeah. going back to the writing conference. So so you're a writer. Festival. For writing festival. Yeah. So you're a writer. Yeah. So were you attending or you were actually participating also? I was participating, which was okay. cool. What um, is, so what did you do? So I was sitting on a panel that was about new voices and new places. And it was all about this idea that does where you are in terms of where you physically are influence your voice mm. and how does it? And do you think had your parents not immigrated, would you be an entirely, entirely different voice as a writer? So it explores the idea of the writer and the space that they find themselves in and how that influences their writing, which is cool. 
Um, yeah. So, so in your case, it. in your case, you're you're originally Ugandan. That's well, your parents correct. are from Uganda. That's correct. So basically, the I question would be: if you had grown up in Uganda, would you be the same person? What do you yeah. think? I think not. Okay. Right. I think not in a lot of ways. Um, I think a lot of my writing voice is influenced by the duality. I felt for my entire life that I identify as Ugandan South African. Um, so that's duality. I grew up in a small town that was like a quite impoverished town, but I went to high school in a fairly developed city, which again was duality. So a lot of my life has been straddling different worlds. I was athletic and a nerd in high school um, that's, and yeah, that's, cool. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> which is weird. That's, so yeah, it's very a rare. A lot of my life has been existing in groups that I don't feel like I belong to. So that's allowed me to observe the group whilst being in it, which is kind of the best seat you could get in the room. So I think if I grew up in Uganda, perhaps my life could have been different, significantly different. Um, I could be living in a village somewhere um, and just have different priorities and things that I think are important in life. Yeah. Mm. Writing. And this is like, given it's Africa month, I'm just going for this. I know this is not on the script juice, okay. but you'll have Go to ahead. forgive me. Go ahead. But I remember going to a museum in Germany, right? And I remember walking through this museum and they have all these like historical German figures and they place these figures in German history, but in world history and the progression of humankind. And I remember seeing this eight-year-old boy who was German walking in the museum and reading up on all these German figures and being fascinated. And I thought to myself, man, you know, as Africans, I have no idea why we don't have this because I imagine what it does for a kid's confidence yeah. and the way they navigate the world to walk into this museum. And some of those things, I was like, nah, nah, these are chats. These are stories. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still effective as a kid where you're being told that your people were instrumental to everything in the world. And I just think as Africans, we don't do that enough where we don't tell our stories enough. I recently read this article. Sorry, this is entirely off the script. Just but keep the last going, thing, yeah. this is the last monologue I'm going to have, guys. <laughs> um, but I read this article that someone sent me about how the first C-section operation, so in delivering a baby, which I guess segues nicely into our conversation, mm -hmm. but how that was performed by tribal women in East Africa. What, so the first C-section? Exactly. Oh, okay. And, and, and this was before modern medicine even understood how to conduct a C-section, right? Um, and this was done by a tribe in Uganda, if I'm not mistaken. This is not Ugandan bias. Google that stuff, guys. <laughs> um, but, but apparently that's the first time a C-section was done where they were trying to deliver a baby and the baby just wasn't coming out. Coming out. So they, they found a route that this woman could use or could bite into and it was a form of anesthesia and then they basically cut her up and delivered the baby. Um, I have the link to an did article. She, survive? she did. She so did. they stitched her up exactly afterwards. and post then apparently numerous c-sections were performed and imagine a museum in africa that tells that story for an eight-year-old girl that walks into that museum and reads a story about africans being central to and specifically ugandans shout out to east <laughs> africa being central in one of the most incredible incredible medical discoveries in history so right? so did so did the i don't know did the europeans like figure this out from africa or d or did they end up like discovering it themselves too but like, just after us i mean to be honest i yeah. haven't read up on it You're enough sure. to answer that okay. question but i'd like to say the latter that okay yeah. okay <laughs> but they, they, they just figured it out later later on 
after us based yeah, on what we had us. already done. But based on yeah, what we had yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And that's in Uganda. When, when was that? It was, uh, I'd be lying to you, but I literally... 1900s, 1800s. 1900s. 1900s. Yeah, so I have the article on my WhatsApp that someone sent me, but absolutely sensational stuff. Speaking of kids, right? So what's, what's your stance on having kids? So it's weird. In my former years, so that's like primary school, high school, I was pro, I want to have kids. I want to have two kids and adopt a third kid. And that was sort of always my thing. And it's weird. Lately, I've been thinking of a life without kids. Okay. And I'm not averse to it of late. I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm, I could have kids. I could not. And I'd be good either way. Um, but I, I find that when I say that in certain circles, people gasp and they don't know how to react. What does she mean? She doesn't want to have kids. She's a woman. She should have kids. Um, yeah. So it's weird. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, right now I'm very conflicted, right? So, yeah. I mean, so if I, if I tell, if I go back to eight months ago, yeah. so I was on a hundred percent, I'm definitely going to have kids, right? And what was that motivated by? It was, it wasn't motivated by anything. It was just the default setting. Okay, cool. Right. Fair. So you know what I mean? So yeah. like a phone is created default settings. That's where I was. Yeah. And then like, and then like I got uh, like upgrades mm-hmm. where I got more information yeah. right, to, from talking to people like you, for example. Yeah. Um, like I remember the first conversation we had on it and then you're talking about how like if you like the benefits of not having kids basically yeah, yeah. and how you can actually fulfill that need that you have like to want to nurture a kid yeah. where you can then like basically do rentals on, <laughs> <laughs> on your nephews and Rental and sounds transactional. <laughs> <laughs> hang out. Hang out. You prefer hang out. Yeah, that sounds okay. better. Okay, where you basically hang out with your nephews and, and nieces and yeah. spoil them, yeah. right? So, but you, but you're not paying for their fees. Yeah, right? you're not. Uh, you're not uh, necessarily. You're not. You're not obligated to buy them food. Yeah. Right. Obviously, if they're at your house, then you know you, you mm. see, you're basically spoiling them. Yeah. So like like I do like I spoil my nephews like mm. all the time like like crazy right. Um. So 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 that kind of like fulfills that part of it where you want to you know nurture a kid. Yeah. But then at the same time you're not having sleepless nights. Yeah. Right. Where you have to you know. Uh, a kid is crying, and then yeah. you have to like sort it out. Because by the time you 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 you're doing like sleepovers for your nephews, they're like mm. old enough not to be troubling you. At yeah, night, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So you skip that phase, and then uh, also the fee, the you know paying fees, like I said. Yeah. So and that that gives you a lot of uh, flexibility, right? Mm. Where you can, uh, you know, you can just travel if you want to. You yeah. can have uh, a flexible job where you can like work remotely, and then you just go to another country easily. Mm. Uh, whereas if you have a kid who's at school, obviously maybe you can put them in boarding yeah. school or something, right? But but uh, you basically alone yeah. with your with your wife if you mm-hmm. want to have a wife. That which which is another thing, right? Like I think I think I think having a life partner is definitely like definitely necessary. Yeah. You know what do you think of that? I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I fundamentally believe that human beings were made to want to love someone or belong with someone. So I think that's needed, right? And I think the reason the kids thing for me is a, I could do it, I couldn't do it at this point, leaning towards a, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's purely because I do think we're made for human connection. And if yeah. you have that with your life partner, I think... The decision to have kids and, and parents, um, I'm open to your rebuttals, is purely driven, driven by self-interest. I, 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 don't, 
I don't see any other reason outside self-interest that drives us to have kids. So I often speak to people and it's normally things like, ah, oh, you know, I want, so, so the, these are people who often I'm like, ah, oh, would you consider adopting a child? Right. And they're like, no, I want someone who looks like me. I want to see someone where I'm like, oh, you're a piece of me. I want to mold a human being. And now I more so believe in gray where nothing is black or white. So I, I, I don't necessarily think that the self-interest is wrong, right? Mm. So it's fine that you have self-interest because you do create a human being who contributes to the world, which is important and cool, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm also like, there's no other reason but self-interest that people have kids, right? Um, and I don't know if you can think of other reasons because everything I've heard, when when I drill down into the detail, it's purely self-interest. Yeah, because you you say stuff like like obviously like uh, like like I want my legacy to continue. Exactly. You know, like I wanna I want my kid to mm. be a professional tennis player. <laughs> exactly. You know that kind of like all those things where you, where it's basically like yeah. like you said like it's like a little project of yours uh, where you just like you know basically having fun yeah. with it seeing we're seeing how it goes seeing how it turns out um so it is it is so so like i was speaking to to my cousin right yeah. so he said it's it's absolute uh bollocks that we say it's 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 uh it's a selfish act yeah in a way he so he says it's the most selfless thing you can do having kids and I, I, carry on yeah carry he on. says yeah, his, yeah. his argument is basically because you you basically give up a lot yeah you know to have this kid like you're saying, like with yeah. uh, uh, having to sacrifice, like the freedom of like just doing what you want. Basically, yeah. you now you now live for this kid. Yeah. Right. So you're saying this that is like super selfless. And 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 I would agree to a certain extent that mm-hmm. it's the gray where I would almost say it's half self-interest and half selflessness. Yeah. Because the idea of and I'm sure you've noticed this in general African parents, there's a sense of ownership of your children, right? Oh yeah. And and often what I'd like to ask ask parents is if you had a child, right, and this child deviates from your value system and what you think they should want in the world, would you be okay with it? So say for example, your <laughs> ideals are things like, ah, oh, you know, I want you to get a exceptional education and go on to add value to the world and abc and they're like listen dude i'm happy with matriculating um coaching the under 13 a's at my school because i'm passionate about grooming young boys who want to play rugby and that's a good life to me i want to marry someone and just settle down in a small town and that's it for me and a lot of parents would struggle with that purely because it's also this idea that we want to pass on a lot of our legacy or ideas of the world onto this human but we also want more for you than we've had because our assumption is you want more than we have and i don't think that's necessarily all always the case so this assumption that uh and our parents make this assumption and and i'm thankful that they did yeah because i do want more <laughs> but, <laughs> They're absolutely but the, right. the whole idea that ah uh, you know i want them to have more than i had which is noble but it's also this fixation with what you want for them because you somewhat feel like you own own them to a certain degree. So I would say it forces you to be selfless and that you, you do have to wake up at 2 a.m. and give them a bottle, which is hard. And shout out to all the mothers out there who are doing that. But at the same time, the idea of this human and what you want for this human is self-interest. So I think it's both of those things at the same time, right? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah like you said, like the... It's that thing of like, uh, 
like I remember I was I was having a jog with my dad yeah like in in December when I was back home and uh he he, he says to me like in the evening he's like yo uh, I'm gonna go to, to you know I'm, I'm jogging with my friends from yeah. church you know so I'm like all right he's like I want you to come yeah. so I'm like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm, I'm just like I'm just gonna be jogging with like you know 60 year old dudes but all right cool yeah so so I go through and then um so I'm jogging I'm jogging and they're like Oh, oh, so, so is this so, so? So they're talking to my dad, like, yeah. So is this the one who's in, who's in Cape Town? It's like, yeah. Of he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and your like, guys like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, my dad's like, yeah. I've never seen him like so proud of me. <laughs> Not even on my grad day was he that proud. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, yeah. So he's yeah, he's the one in Cape Town. <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay, that's good. He's like, so, so, what are you doing, son? You know, they're asking me. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a senior software dev. You know. They're like, oh, okay, okay. So what did you what did you study? I'm like, yeah, putting your dad on there. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna put a little sauce in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was putting a little sauce in it, you know. Yeah, like, yeah electrical computer engineering, blah blah blah. Graduated in twenty fourteen, uh, record time, you know. <laughs> I was like, this All is for the you, writing dad. I was like, This is for you, Dad. This one's for you. But basically, yeah, but it's stuff like that, right? Where he, where he's proud of the project that he yeah. took on. You know, and you know it worked out. So like then when they're talking, they're like, ah, "So what's your son doing?" And then like you know, if your son's not doing that that great, it's not it's not a nice it's question, bleak. right? It's bleak, it's super so bleak. bleak. But if your son is doing well, you like you like pump your chest <laughs> out. You're like, "Yo, yeah, my my, my, my yeah, my little man, my little man's is you know doing this thing." So yeah. I don't know. So it's 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 all of that. So it's also an ego yeah. feed, right? So yeah. like, you like say yeah, if it works out, obviously then. And often what I wonder is whether it's possible to raise kids without feeling a sense of ownership. And the ownership for me comes from, uh, I've given you so much, mm. and which is noble, you know. I've sacrificed so much for you, which both our parents have and is incredibly noble. Yeah. And I wouldn't want anything else. But it's, it's like, with that comes the sense of, you can't let me down. Yeah. Because I've given you so much, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've put you in front of myself, you yeah. know, I've sacrificed certain things that I'd like so that you could have your Nike sneakers because you need them or you feel you need them because you're arrogant 16 year old, which is all noble. But I often wonder, is it possible to have kids and not feel a sense of ownership because the human condition is to want to sacrifice and give your kids everything, which then results in a. Man, I, I owe you, bro. I've sacrificed exactly. a lot. So that's that's also a thing that I think is noble and beautiful, but is also toxic to a certain extent because what it often translates to is then when your kids do mess up, so say your dad's homie's kid isn't doing too great, yeah. your dad feels like, oh, snap, this is a reflection on me, which it isn't. That kid just makes bad decisions because they're I mean, they're it could a be a reflection person. on you, though. Ah, but a lot of the time... These are just bad kids, man. Kids are rogue. But how do they become rogue? Uh, kids are just crazy. Kids are crazy. How do they become rogue, <laughs> no, no. though? Because sometimes you screwed up. Sometimes nah, you screwed up. Kids are crazy. Straight. Like, like you see. Like, okay, let me ask you this. Have you seen yeah. the 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 common um, uh, what's it called? What's the uh, stereotype for like pastors' daughters, right? Yeah. There's this thing of like, yeah, possibly. They wild out. Yeah, they wild yeah. out. Now, th- now ask yourself why, right? I, I, I don't think it's entirely related. I think, I think it is. Because think about it. Like, yeah. Because the pastor wants this image on, like, wants his daughter yeah. to be perfect. Yeah. Right? So, so they're, they're like restricted, like, in terms of like 
the stuff they do mm. like they're not allowed to like you know go for parties with yeah, their yeah. friends so then so it all builds up mm. and then at the moment where they get like a little fraction of wild yeah and if the once yeah. they go to university they're like wild. the wildest girl yeah right because all that all that build up yeah. is just like explodes all of it right so now you ask yourself so whose fault is it is it the kid's fault but then then you go to the argument of two kids could grow up in the same house mm. and respond differently to the exact same scenarios, right? I don't think they'd, they'd be exact, though. I don't think it's exactly the same scenario. So, so, so for example, if you consider pastor's kids, right? So mm. say they have, like, three kids or whatever. All these kids are growing up in a pressured environment, mm. which is both internal, but also the church community around you who has all these random expectations of you, right? Yeah. Um, so you have these three daughters for argument's sake, right? And the one wilds out. The one stays pretty chilled and like wilds out a little bit, but within the normal human wilding out. And then the third one is super conservative. And all these kids have grown up under the same conditions, but respond differently, right? To, to these conditions. But are they all the same gender? Yeah. So they're all female. So say all they're females. all female. Okay. So the one wilds out incredibly. The one wilds out reasonably like normally mm. and then the third one is incredibly conservative and they all grew up in the same household with the same pressure with the same ideas of right and wrong and those i haven't things. seen that to be honest with you but don't you think it's possible right I'm even though sure you it's haven't. possible i mean it's possible but uh, and then then it comes to it comes to like the first born second born third third okay, born type of fair. thing yeah. so that's why i'm saying <laughs> it, it can't be exactly the same uh, scenario because like yeah. firstborns are, like they they have it the worst yeah because they in the do. first case so they're like do. super protective yeah uh the parents are super protective they're you yeah you're the first you're you're what's it called exhibit a mm. or whatever it is you know yeah. what i mean but then once once it goes down to the third kid they're like tired and you know they're they're kind of over it that's fair you know and at that point you they're a bit more like lenient with you yeah so that's why it's never exactly the same uh conditions yeah unless it's like twins and yeah. then in that in that case but i mean buy an image in a mirror if you haven't <laughs> yeah sharon yeah janglet uh, she's an author for 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 the first time listeners uh she has a book called an image in a mirror it's a bestseller in south africa so that's correct you already know you know get a fire. copy at exclusive books that's just fire or take a lot or amazon okay yeah i'm done with my sales pitch okay and what's your what's your instagram handle Ijangolet S Oguang, yeah. That's your handle. Yeah. Okay. Ijangolet S Oguang. Just spell it like an African name. Yeah. It's exactly. Ijangolet. Yeah. Ijangolet. Like no, <laughs> no funny caveats in the name. So li- literally the literally, way you say it. Yeah. The way you say it is how you spell it. Uh oh yeah. Speaking of which, uh, this podcast now has a Twitter account, an Instagram yeah. account. So our handle on Instagram is uh, amateur underscore opinions yeah yeah so just uh just follow us uh we will be putting up like clips we're going to start recording our podcast put clips on uh announcing our new episodes all that and um excuse me and uh also on on uh, our instagram sorry our twitter handle is amateur opinion two that's what it's called uh but if you search amateur opinions the podcast yeah. you'll find it uh that's the name of the, of the of the twitter account so just check it out just um follow the accounts and uh yeah we'll be getting some uh, interesting uh feedback there 
that's where you can also have feedback for our episodes like especially on twitter it'd be much easier because that's one thing i was struggling with you yeah know, feedback on yeah. the episode yeah uh i'd have people like actually dm me but i want them to be more mm-hmm. public yeah so i think that'll be cool so so comment tell us what you think yeah. about having kids are you What's, trying to have are kids? you trying to have kids do you are think you it's not? a good idea do you think yeah. it's not a good idea uh just let us know what you think basically yeah. um so yeah either yeah you can comment on the soundcloud that it has a commenting thing or you know like i said on twitter or instagram um yeah man uh, I think I think that was a decent uh, decent episode. Uh, you know, this episode is brought to you by a Brother's Beard. Uh, uh, I'll actually let you guys know uh, if you, in a few weeks uh, we're gonna sort out uh, a special code for mm. for for the podcast That's so that dope. you get like fifteen percent or whatever percentage off off your first first order uh, on the beard oil uh, for Brother's Beard. Dot Africa. So I'll let you guys know. But check out their website, brothersbeard.africa. Check out uh, what they're doing. They're doing good things for the African beard. Um, but yeah, so I think I think you've plugged pretty much everything yeah. on your end. Yeah. Uh, so have I. So uh, this is Amateur Opinions. Uh, thank you for joining us. All of those, uh, all, of, all y'all on the Instagram live, thanks for joining. And uh, all those listening here, uh, this is Amateur Opinions. Peace. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Cool. Bye.